how true that is tonight from heaven's point of view. Paul talks about it and likens it, he said, about these afflictions and heartaches, he said, he called them light. Referred to them as though they would be as nothing when we get on the other side. He what that he was downplaying the true struggles of life and the heartaches of life, but yet when we get on the other side, they're going to seem as though they are nothing. Amen. Lord bless you. You can take your way back to your chairs. Uh, praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. John 3 and 17. I'm going to read just one verse in your hearing tonight. Not really just how this is going to play out. We'll see. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And um, John 3, 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Jesus himself taught us often, amen, and his way of example of the people that he was willing to encounter people that he had set out uh, with purpose and with a drive to make sure that he encountered their lives, that uh, uh, he would go out of his way at times, it seems like, even in the natural, to do such a thing, amen, because he knew that he was about his father's business. He knew that he knew who he was. That issue would settle right out the gate. Amen. After the ministry started, to, you read about it, Matthew 4. You read about it, Luke 4. Amen. The temptation of the devil himself, but uh, trying to cause even Jesus to doubt who he was and what his mission was and what he was came to do. Amen. But uh, he made it clear to the devil, amen, but simply tell him and it was, it's written. Amen. That I am the son of God and I'm going to accomplish and achieve the mission that I have been called upon and anointed. We read out of Isaiah. Amen. Anointed. Amen. For this mission. Anointed to accomplish this and to achieve that. And so we understand and realize that Jesus came to save. Not to necessarily condemn the world, but to save the world. I'm glad to be a part of that number tonight. How about you? Amen. I, I know we're, we're hesitant about using that term. I realize that the religious world has uh, taken it some, some out of context as far as <laughs> no matter what, you're saved and things of that nature. And so it's caused us because we believe in the foundational work of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And without that, amen, that um, there's no way to be saved, amen. And it's starting just the journey of it, and then there's a process. But uh, how many is thankful tonight for the encounter that you've had with Jesus Christ? 
a man, that he was mindful enough of you as an individual or as a family, and that he came a man and made sure that you, you crossed paths and that you had the opportunity to cure the gospel, amen, and to know him. And so I just want to preach and just kind of a off the cuff tonight, amen, message, you might say, uh, of preaching tonight, amen, of this encounter, amen, of this visitation, amen, because I'm going to tell you something. Jesus came to save all. Jesus came to touch all. Jesus, uh, amen, and I know we're prone to, and subject sometimes, and we focus sometimes, maybe too much, upon the narrow and upon, amen, not the narrow, but the broad, amen, that's going to destruction and the multitude that's going Going there, But at the same token and at the same time, amen, I'm going to show you a few scriptures tonight that the writer in Jesus Christ himself uh, talks about that he came, amen, for the many. And so I, I want to maybe hopefully for this message over tonight, hallelujah, to persuade you that, amen, God really wants to give us revival. And God's in the business of saving and God's in the business of healing. God's in the business through Jesus Christ through the church and the body of the church amen to mend lives of our own lives to be mended and he's not intimidated amen to get involved in our hearts and to get involved in our lives and he's not intimidated to get involved in this local assembly with all of its ups and downs and geographical location, hallelujah, even in the good, you know, United States of America, God is not intimidated. Jesus Christ is not intimidated, amen, to become a part of your life and have an encounter with you, even in this service before you leave the service. He's not intimidated to have an encounter with you. Lord, we love you tonight appreciate you. We ask that you to help us. We ask for your anointing to fall upon us and for you to touch us in our minds and to touch us in our hearts and to touch us in our spirits, to help us to be unified and help us to be joined together as one mind, one cord in one place. Lord, you'd help us as the minister of the word of God tonight, that you'd anoint our minds and loose our tongues and help us have the strength to deliver the word of God, to deliver it in the method and the manner that you'd have it. And God, you'd open the ears and the hearts that they can hear your word, have an ear to hear it, God, and they could hear it. And we respond to it by faith that you could do a mighty work in this house and feeling somebody with a baptism of the Holy Ghost and ministering to somebody to heal them to walk in the middle of somebody's storm and somebody's dilemma and somebody's situation and a multitude even in this house tonight because you're the God a man that can do it all and so we call on you through the name of Jesus Christ and we pray for your mercy and grace and for your anointing and for your will for the will of the Father to be done in this house and every man woman born girl that's assembled in this house and You'd bind up the enemy, bind up all the distractions. Let thy will be done in the lovely name of Jesus. All the glory, all the praise, all the honor is going to be lifted to none other but to Jesus Christ. Let's give God a good hand clap of thanksgiving as you've been seated here tonight. Love you tonight, church. Appreciate you. Appreciate your faithfulness and coming and just putting up with me. and. 
things of that nature. But we're just thankful that you're here tonight. And hopefully something can be said here tonight out of this message. And, and I'm going to probably shoot a little bit all over the tree and things of that nature. Not just really got a, an outline all, 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 you know, just like sometimes we'd like to set it up. But, but hopefully and prayerfully by the help of the Lord and by the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That uh, somebody can be persuaded tonight. Hallelujah. And even with the first little chorus that my wife started off, amen, amen, Jesus loves me. Oh, Jesus loves me. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something tonight. Jesus loves every individual in this house tonight. God is love. And that love, amen, propels him. And that love drives him, amen, to reach out and to make encounters with individuals that other people may be prone to. Hallelujah. And other, other, other so-called gods wouldn't want to have any kind of relationship any kind of contact with them we see we're going to see where events where individuals where societies didn't want to have nothing to do with them (laughs) discarded them branded them (laughs) we can go from one spectrum to the other i know i mentioned this wednesday night but you can read pretty quickly in john's writings Remember now, he, he's, he's a gentleman that's done up in age and he, he realized what's going on and he's, he's with everything in him. He's trying to leave, I believe, on the same token as Moses after he knew, amen, that he wouldn't go into the promised land and writings in Deuteronomy trying to do everything he could for the Israelite people to prepare them and to warn them and to instruct them, amen, as they, they took a hold and started into that promised land. Hallelujah. And how they could conduct and how they could be victorious and how they could, how they could be successful because God had chosen them. Amen. And call them and pull them out of Egypt. And how many of us tonight are thankful we've been pulled out of that miry clay? How many of us tonight we sung a part of that song? Amen. Out of darkness. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. As the second song is sung. Amen. Hallelujah. Like and it talks about on the wings of grace. Hallelujah. How often we depended on those wings of grace. How often we depended on. Amen. The touch of God. The touch of the Lord. And the goodness and the surety of his promise of his word. Had God us from one destination to another from out of one situation to another climbing one mountain amen and and going down through the valley of another hallelujah knowing that this God loves me that this God cares about me and he cared enough about me to have an encounter with me encounter simply means an unexpected visit wasn't really expecting (laughs) how many of us tonight could witness and I'm not asking for a response of this all said and done but maybe tonight you're even living, amen, in, in a realm and a place that you really hadn't expected. But God's been so good, and God's been so favorable. Hallelujah! And touching, and and the the opportunity of of, of coming and. Being, you know, moved upon him with his grace and moved upon him, moved upon you by his mercy and his spirit. Where would we be tonight? I, I know I can just tell for myself. Uh, for I start with, I probably wouldn't be alive tonight. Just a good guess. 
Amen. With the life and the lifestyles and the things that's out there and, and knowing my own makeup and my old flesh. Well, there's really no good thing, hallelujah, to get caught up in and drawn into and what kind of encounters I would have had, amen, with demonical forces and with people and the lifestyles and where it would lead us. And we're watching America as she's going headlong, hallelujah, and caught up and drawn up in it, hallelujah, in this type of lifestyle and, and, and the hatred and the killing and, and all the different things of types of violence and all of that's being unleashed and, and, and being uh, brought about upon our country. But oh, I'm thankful tonight, amen, that an encounter I had with a man called Jesus Christ an encounter I had in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and how often throughout those times and even though many times we come up short and we failed him to be as faithful as we ought to be, but his mercy amen, came and come running. His grace showed up. Hallelujah and come to our rescue at times when I know when I know within my own self I didn't deserve it hallelujah I didn't deserve that mercy I didn't deserve that grace I didn't deserve that visitation how many times you made a walk into a prayer room on an early morning hallelujah and you know good and well but he was there he was there to love you he was there amen to have an encounter with you he was there to reassure you amen if you'll let me touch him if you'll let me have a visitation with you if you'll let me amen I'll renew the relationship Relationship, the companionship. I know you. I know you. I know who you are. This God knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows the devils that we encounter. He knows the trials that we encounter. He knows our uprise and our downfalls, our strengths, our weaknesses. Hallelujah. He knows us. And so I know tonight could not, if, if I could just memorize all of them, all the encounters. But, but as I was pondering this and praying over it and felt the direction of this, I couldn't help but think, as John writes and he talks about if all the things that the Lord had done. Amen. That he was at the place that he couldn't believe that the books, that all the books of all the things he'd done couldn't contain. And so I just wonder, you know, we just get a little glimpse Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. I believe there's enough, amen, from one spectrum to the other of the encounters of Jesus Christ and the individuals that he encountered. Hallelujah. It didn't matter if they was demon-possessed. It didn't matter. Hallelujah. If they was among the richest and held positions. Hallelujah. Or if they was among those, amen, that society had cast them to the wayside. And amen. And that individual had purpose that we'll just come at the noontime. We'll come when nobody else to be there hallelujah to get water but oh but Jesus says I got a mission come on boys we got to get up and we got a place and we got to be there at a certain time because there's going to be a little dancel amen that's failed amen after relationship after relationship hallelujah it's come up short but I'm going to make an encounter with him I'm going to tell her who I am hey, I'm telling you God wants to visit humanity hallelujah the power of the demonstration in Bendale Mississippi that's going to blow your mind that's going to blow your Heart. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God wants to give us revival and to turn this community upside down. The Spirit of God can draw, but that Spirit's got to have its way in our lives. We didn't deserve it. God's goodness and God's grace, opportunities to handle things and to be involved in things. Especially when it comes to his kingdom and his business. 
as a vessel of the Holy Ghost. We're going to watch. Even when some would come and bring the little boy. A man that was vexed with the devil. That was being caught, tossed from one extreme to the other. And knew within himself. If his own struggle with belief. But he looks at him and says, hey. But if you'll help me with my unbelief. Jesus Christ is in the helping business. Jesus Christ is in the mending business. Jesus Christ is still a man in the saving business. Jesus Christ, hallelujah, can still walk by. Hallelujah. And you can say, well, they're out of broken homes. And they're out of this and out of that. But I'm telling you, Jesus Christ can still walk by little children out of broken homes. And God can give them a visitation. And God can give them a touch. And God can move upon their behalf. It makes all the difference in the world. Where devil in the world, amen, is trying to do everything to destroy them and tear them down. Hallelujah. Make nobodies out of them. But Jesus Christ says, let me have an encounter with them. Hallelujah. You're never too dirty that I can't have an encounter with you. You're never too filthy that I can't have an encounter with you. You're never not touchable. If you'll let me, I'll touch you. Oh, somebody hear me in this house tonight. Our God can touch the leopard when nobody else could. Our God can turn people's lives with shovels or nothing. But in the visitation and encounter with God, it changed their lives. That's the reason the church is the most powerful institution on the face of the earth. It's greater than the White House. It's greater than the throne of the devil and all of his seats. That's the reason the church can be built at the gates of hell and stop people from winding up in hell. In the world, in bad choices, Times the devil, the spirit of the world, man is ravaged against us, warred against us, maybe even got the best time against us. But watch him. This Savior, he was never intimidated by the storm, he was still willing to come and meet his own disciples in the midst of a storm. What I'm telling you tonight, your storms don't intimidate him. Your sickness don't intimidate him. All the bad deals that you got and you feel like you got don't intimidate him. Hallelujah. Not this Savior. But here's one of the things. You and I have got to get to the place that you know what? I believe that. And I believe an encounter with him can take this bad spirit out. I believe this encounter with him can make me a new creation. Instead of let my past create me. And let my whatever's amen dominate and rule. I've had an encounter now with one who is the author and finisher. I've had an encounter with one now. Hallelujah. To take my hopeless situation and turn it around. I don't think none of us would find ourselves in the place like that lunatic. <laughs> oh, his society, his world, his community. They try to help him. Really, all they try to do is bind him up. 
It's the truth. I'm still a firm believer. Still running, get everybody thrown in jail. Let's get them full of the Holy Ghost. Because that's the only thing that's really going to bring deliverance into their lives and transform their lives. It's the only hope they really got. Some people in this community, the only hope they got is you. You hear me? Is you. As a part of the body, a member of the body, that's going to reach out all of a sudden. Hallelujah. I don't know if you read your pamphlet this morning. <laughs> if you hadn't, you ought to pick up one and read it. Hallelujah. I've been some good pamphlets the last few several weeks. They all are, but in here lately, man, they're sure enough, kind of just lining up and joining together. Hallelujah. But you know what? Hallelujah. We're God's hands. We're God's feet. We're God's mouthpiece. We're the ones, hallelujah, that goes out in the highways and the byways and can persuade that one that feels like they're untouchable. That man, that one, amen, has been used and abused and used up by the devil and used up by drugs and used up by the demonical forces. But you know what? One encounter with this man called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He didn't have to go through no process. He didn't have to do any of that. And when everybody else was fleeing and running away from him, this is the only man that was running to him. The Savior of the world. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. He didn't come. I'm telling you, it's not God's heartbeat and will in this house to feel so much condemnation. Hallelujah. No. That in Romans 8 and 1. Let me know. Hallelujah. Now, now. Now, 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 because I've had an encounter. Now there is no more, no more condemnation. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. It's his grace. I had to obey. You got to obey. But if you're willing to obey, I'm telling you, there's nobody like this one called Jesus Christ. I probably got way too many scriptures. So I'm just going to do the best I can. Amen. As we look at some of these here tonight. Hallelujah. Luke 9. This night chapter. It was a time that Jesus. And this is, this is just as he's just beginning. To make his way to Jerusalem. Make his way to the crucifixion. And no other place would do. And so you pick up in this night chapter. In the 51st verse. And it came to pass when the time was come. That he should be, be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went, entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him. Hallelujah. Again, we see the picture and the attitude, amen, between the Samaritans and the Jews. Hallelujah. How the, the Jews would actually walk all the way around and go out of their way to go around to the Samaritans. And so the Samaritans had the same attitude and spirit, hallelujah, toward the Jews. Because as they looked down upon them and treated them like they was nobodies. And so even now, as Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem, and, and watch this, you're going to see two of the disciples. And this, not, this is not two of the outside disciples. These are not two that's kind of on the outer circle disciples. The, these are two, amen, that's in the inner circle. This is two of the main guys. These are the ones, amen, that lay their head on his breast. These are some of the ones that walked the closest with the one called Jesus Christ. And amen, as you watch the response that happens here, amen, and they, they did not receive him because his face, hallelujah, as though he would not go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come 
come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did but he turned he stopped man that question that spirit that attitude to destroy Jesus didn't come to destroy he didn't come amen to tear down he didn't come to cause amen separation he come to mend he come to heal he come to save he come to deliver he come to make us whole he come to make us complete and without him we're nothing you're never holy God is how much money you got part time or whatever positions you got until you get Jesus Christ you're never going to be whole but when you get whole it doesn't matter where you fit in society it doesn't matter what positions you hold that's where you've got to find complete wholeness amen is in the fullness of none other but the encounter with Jesus Christ so as you watch this watch him but he turned and the Bible said he rebuked them and said you know not what manner of spirit ye are you don't understand what spirit you're of. Oh, my, my, my. That's a reason they can come from all walks of life to this place. That's the reason they can drive in on that parking lot out there. Hallelujah, driving. If they got a horse and buggy, just let them get here. Some of them may have to walk. Let them walk. <laughs> Some of me driving here and it makes sounds like, you know, I drove a few of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you remember that old green courier? Uh, I had to take a can of, couldn't grease the front, couldn't do nothing with it. You take a, a can of WD 40 and get on and just spray the whole front end. And it lasts until you go through the next mud hole. Then it shot the process all over again because I couldn't handle all that squeaking. Had rust, amen. Some old lime green truck. Had them old big tires on the back of it, son. And you, some of you'd be shocked if you saw me driving that today. Hallelujah. Some of you'd be thinking, my Lord, man, what's that pastor driving? Something like that. But you know what? If I had to go back to that old truck and that's what I had to pull in this parking lot, then it would persuade somebody else that we're not too good for anybody. I'm sick and tired of hearing that spirit. I'm sick and tired of hearing that out of people. We're not better than anybody. I tell you, if you want to be somebody this is a place to come and it doesn't matter what other whatever trash pile it don't matter what kind of mighty clay I tell you we all had to be dug out of the trash pile we all had to be pulled out of that mighty clay sweetheart everybody had to be pulled out everybody's got to have an encounter with the Savior it's the only hope we got but I'm going to tell you something. He was never afraid. <laughs> One of the disciples, a man wanted to turn away and tell the little lady, hey, it's not your turn. Try to run her off. Try to get her. You know, rejected her. Anybody like to be rejected? You ever been rejected? Nobody likes it. That's a horrible feeling. It really is. <laughs> They've done everything they could to drive her off. But she wouldn't give up. She knew. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Some encounters, they had to seek him out. <laughs> and some encounters, he sought them out. Well, I'm telling you, this God, he doesn't miss it. I said, this God doesn't miss it. He knows every spirit. And he quickly put that one out before it got into the hearts of the disciples. You don't know what spirit you of. 
calling down fire. <laughs> Just because they didn't receive us in that city of Samaria. My face, I'm headed somewhere. I'm on a mission anyway. I got a destination. I got a sending up I got to do. I got a cross I've got to bear. I got a course I've got to finish. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know what? He came to save. And to watch some of these scriptures. And I'm going to try to not to be lengthy tonight. But at the same time, Lord, help me. I'm going to, I want to be effective. For the Son, Matthew 18, 11 says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Matthew 20 and 28 says, Even the Son of Man came not to, not to be ministered unto, but to, do, to minister and to give his life as a ransom. Watch this. For many... I understand the scripture right. The Gentile courts. There's a multitude it couldn't be. So I don't want us to have an attitude and a spirit. That just two or three or four or five or, or 40 or 50 is going to be saved out of Bendale, Mississippi. <laughs> because this God wants to have an encounter with every soul in this community. I said, this God will have an encounter with every soul in this community. I don't care where they're living. I don't care what they're driving. I don't care the color of their skin. I don't care, amen, if they can talk our language or not. It's a soul that deserves an encounter with Jesus Christ and an opportunity to be saved. That's the reason Jesus was on the mission that he's on and strive to accomplish it and to achieve it. Matthew 26 and 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament. Which is shed for many. For the remission of sins. Hebrew 9 and 28. For, for Christ was once offered to, to bear the sins of many. Hallelujah. 1 John 2 and 2. Hallelujah. For he is the propitiation for our sins. Amen. And not for ours only. But also for the sins of the whole world hallelujah for God so loved the world the verse prior to our key verse and focus verse tonight for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish I'm glad amen I believed on the son of God I'm glad I had an encounter with the son of God I'm glad I become a son of God by the son of God called Jesus Christ born again of the water and the spirit it wasn't the will of fashion. It wasn't the will of blood. It wasn't the will of man. But it was a will of God that you and I would have an opportunity to be born again and have an encounter with God Almighty and restored in a fellowship and a relationship with our maker and creator. <laughs> Praise God. John 10 tells us the reason why the devil comes. He's a thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. He says, but I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. The 14th verse of that same chapter says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am known of mine. Hallelujah. Are you thankful tonight? Hallelujah that we got one to help us. I can carry you to Psalms. Amen. The 27, uh, 70, 72 and 12. And it talks about the psalmist there needing someone to help him. Needing someone to get him along the way. You can go after you go to the 
third chapter and the fourth chapter of John and we go from one extreme amen to the other hallelujah now when you go into the fifth chapter watch this when you go into the fifth chapter amen you're going to read hallelujah about a man that was at the place that's called the pool of Bethesda and there amen after 38 years you watch this Jesus sets out on a journey to come by this pool and by the way if you'll do a little study on that especially in this premier bible they talk about they found that pool now in the 1800s and they got enough resource on it to back up everything that's in John because they tried to say it was nothing but a myth but now they've had to change their minds because they have found the pool hallelujah in the place where it's at but you know what I didn't need none of that to start with because if it's in the bible I, I'm, I'm done with it I'm settled with it I believe it I could care what scientists say I could care what everybody else says hey man they try to tell us in a way okay swallow a man but the bible says that God prepared a great fish and if that's all I need and if God can prepare a great fish he made for Jonah you know what that lets me know he can prepare anything that I'm going to need hallelujah make the journey and finish the journey and accomplish what he wants me to accomplish he loves humanity he loves his creation hallelujah so you watch this so I pondered some of this and I thought about the man for 38 years as he comes and understand something Jesus knew that he'd been there for 38 years and he simply asked him he says do I want to be whole what's the man say I don't have a man I don't have a man to help me ladies and gentlemen tonight you got a man to help you and his name is Jesus just like he helped the man at the pool of Bethesda. Hallelujah. He helped him. But you know what was amazing to me? If you'll do a study on that, it's five porches. Hallelujah. And it's loaded out with sick and the maim. Hallelujah. And the crippled and the hawked and all kind of diseases and all kind of afflictions. I just wonder, hallelujah, when they were sitting around them five porches and they watched this man called the Messiah walks up to one that had been there the longest, I believe, for 38 years. Everybody knew him by name. Everybody knew him by so come on we've been there. We've been amen at those hospitals. Amen. And in those uh, those critical times and others in the units and, and around us and we begin to know their families and we begin to know their patients and we begin to know their family and their circumstances, situations and why they're there. There's a good possibility everybody knew about this man and knew him by name and why he's there and how long he's been there. But I just wonder tonight why did some of the rest of them get up? Amen. Whenever he may get to make up that bed and obey the voice of the Messiah and make his way hallelujah why didn't they start because he made it a point to come to the bright one this God can make a visitation here tonight but it's up to you an individual you're going to make the encounter or not it's going to be up to you to see in church in Revelation 3 and 20. In that Laodicean church it talks about he stands at the door. I just wonder tonight how many is in this house and possibly including myself that there's some circumstances and situations that he's not intimidated about and he's willing to get involved in. 
Hallelujah. And he stands at the door of opportunity, knocking to get into it and be a part of it and become involved in it. I'm going to tell you, we got to be a man. Hallelujah. Like little Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. Jesus, you can come home with me tonight. And watch this. You ain't got to go home and straighten this up and straighten that up before Jesus is willing to come home with you. Hallelujah. You let Jesus come home, then you can get it straightened up. You're never going to get straightened up until Jesus, amen, is able to come home with you. Hallelujah. If you think you can conform yourself and straighten yourself out before you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, then you don't need a Jesus Christ and you don't need a Messiah. Hallelujah. But whenever you come to the realization that I got to have an encounter with this and this one, amen, that wasn't afraid to have an encounter with anybody. It didn't matter if it was a woman. It didn't matter if it was a man. It didn't matter where she come from or who she was. It didn't matter how many times she failed in relationships. Hallelujah. He said, you just ain't had the right encounter with the right one yet. But oh, I'm telling you, if you'll just understand who I am. Hallelujah. And understand what I can do for you. And now if you'll let me get involved in your situation. Boy, boy, boy. But you know what? If we're not careful, we don't want him to get involved. Because if we let him get involved, we've got to start doing it the Bible way. <laughs> and sometimes the Bible way is just really not the outcome we really want. I'd rather see him burn up with fire. James and John said, that bunch of half-breed. Man. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm <laughs> we're all looking at me like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's the truth. If we're not careful who we'll be, they got what they deserved. Tell us all something. We all deserved hell. We all deserved eternal damnation. It was a price we couldn't pay. Only he could pay it. <laughs> and thank God we allowed him to have an encounter with us. But you know what? I just wonder how often we kind of do like the rest of them around that old pool at night or day. <laughs> just sit there. And probably some of them thought, huh, that ain't a tradition. Who's he think he is? There ain't no stirring in the water. I got my own belief about that. I believe from that point, the angel never visit that pool again, ever. The angel's not going to top Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. And when the door... Has showed up. And when the man called Jesus Christ. The Messiah has showed up. It's kind of like when the Holy Ghost shows up. And you deny it. Or rebelled against it. You just tied the hands of God. When the Holy Ghost speaks. And the Holy Ghost inspires. And the Holy Ghost breathes upon us. And gives us direction. And we reject it. There's no other option. Not from God. Or we got many. Directions we can take. Man I, I told you I was going to be shooting all over the tree. <laughs> but I promise you brother. Every time Jesus shows up. 
our best interest for his will and purpose in our lives is what's in. And if we'll just let that encounter in that situation, let Jesus have his way, it's going to be all right. It's going to work out. <laughs> That's the reason the lepers, amen, could cry out to him, said, if thy will, I can make me clean. They heard. That's the reason the lady pressed her way through the crowd. Because she heard of a man by the name of Jesus. I believe I just touched him. She sought him out because she believed. When all the other physicians had failed her. When all the time she had spent had come up short. But she believed. And now if I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I can touch his clothes. Hallelujah. And so some things we got to, we got to seek him out. And there's some situations where he, he's, he's on a mission of seeking us out. But when the encounter happens, <laughs> it's kind of like he man disciples on that, that boat doing everything they possibly do, buddy. <laughs> Going to the other side. And you know what? They hadn't got too far from the shore because of hindrances, because of resistance, because of a storm that was brewing and blowing in their lives. And it wasn't blowing in their direction, in the will of God. It was resisting the will of God and the, the, the instruction that they had received. To go to the other side. Hey, is he called us to go to the other side? What has he called us to? Where's our destination? Where's our inheritance laid up at? <laughs> but the devil's going to do everything he can to hinder it. The spirits of this world. The pitfalls of life. <laughs> He's going to do everything it can to stop it and rob us of it. But thank God. Brother Booker preached those mid-course adjustments. It's those mid-course encounters we have with Jesus Christ and with the Holy Ghost in a prayer meeting that gets us back focused, that gets us back getting our priorities where they belong. The encounter with this one called Jesus. I want to carry you back, amen, to that particular place in, in the Laodicean church. You're going to see there, amen, some things that happens. Instrument players, singers, you come. I'm not going to be much longer here. I know I'm bypassing a few things, but it's going to be all right. He stands at that door and knocks. I'm sure you've all seen the picture, amen, where he's standing at the door. they done a bad job on him, but anyway, he don't have long hair, but that's, you know. Another trick of the enemy. <laughs> but if you ever notice, the doorknob is not on his side of the door. The doorknob is on the other side from where he's standing and knocking. He's never going to force himself in some situations. The power lies within us. To open the door. To have the visitation and to have the encounter. When you go to Sons, Sons of Solomon, you're going to see a man in that particular fifth chapter, a man, what begins to take place, and they actually call it a dream, and it's as though. The first verse of that chapter talks about the marriage. Marriage is done taking place. And then 
in the dream. She begins to dream about him. She talks about, I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is in the voice of my beloved that knocketh and saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. He's basically telling us in that dream that I've been here all night. Amen. That the dew has fell on me. That my hair is wet. I've been here all night knocking. Amen. For you to open it. To wake you up out of that. Hallelujah. If you go back to the Laodicean church, it talks about being in a state and a condition spiritually. Uh, not cold and not hot. You can't be awakened. You can't be moved. You can't be stirred. Hallelujah. But I believe God wants to send a visitation to Bendale, Mississippi. Hallelujah. That'll stir us like we've never been stirred before. That'll wake us. Hallelujah. That'll move us in a realm and a place that we've never been. Hallelujah. In an in encounter with him. Some of you don't know him like you think you know him. And you don't know him like he wants you to know him. As your savior, as a way maker, as a true lover of your soul, as a peace giver, amen. As one day, man that will come and step in in your battles. And the one that can reach down, way down in the depthness of who you are and what you are. Hallelujah. And bring healing. Hallelujah. Healing in some wounds that's been there for quite some time. In fact, for a long time. Hallelujah. And they have a tendency to surface and have a tendency, amen. But I'm telling you to know him. Him and how this encounter with him, how this God can reach down there, the power of his grace and the power of his spirit and the power of his love and bring a healing and bring a comfort and bring a joy and bring life in you. Hallelujah. Like you've never experienced before. Bring in a companionship and a relationship between you and him. Amen. Because he is the beloved. He is the beloved above everything else. He is the great shepherd. He is the great physician. He is the great provider. He's everything that he's going to supply our every need. Hallelujah. So we don't have to fret and worry and stay up at night and do all this other stuff. No. Amen. As you heard the testimony tonight. Hallelujah. Before the bill was ever written. The lady amen stood up and said hey I'm going to I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. God supplied the amen the means amen before the need was ever there. And he's still working in that same fashion and form. And not just in financial realms but I'm more concerned tonight about a spiritual realm. I'm going to say this. The reason America, if she's not careful, and I believe it's just a byproduct of the spiritual condition of America, she's going to become broke. She's not careful. Come shambles. It's just a product. Of our spiritual condition where we had already as America. Even America can't find much unity. Not much willingness to work together. We just do it our way. We'll do it without Congress. This ain't the first one. The two prior to this one's been done. It started a whole lot of that. That's exactly what the devil wants. Because he knows we can't stand if we can't unify. Even America can't stand 
least there's not at least a certain amount of unity. Taking the heart of America and the best for America above our own, our own preference and ideas. It's the same way that works for this church. It's going to work for revival. <laughs> we become the product of His grace. We become the product of His encounter with us. When I couldn't find deliverance nowhere else, I found it with Him. When I couldn't find healing nowhere else, I found it with Him. When I couldn't find myself keeping relationships nowhere else, I found it with Him. I often ponder and wonder just how many of them <laughs> after he had encounters with them just what happened to their lives. You don't get to read much about many of them the outcome of them. But I just have a feeling that some of them is among that 150 in that old upper room. I'm telling you, there is a presence of God and encounter with Him. I'm sure everybody in this place could stand and tell of a certain time or a moment. It might have been in a prayer closet. It might have been in a service. It might have been you just driving down the road. But you had an encounter with this maker. And you had never forgot it. And it's been a kind of a place that you could go back to during the times of struggle and heartaches and not sure what tomorrow's going to hold. But you can reach back and get a hold of that time. And bring strength and comfort and assurance. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to work out. <laughs> I'm glad to be serving a God tonight that nobody's life, regardless of how messed up it is, intimidates him. Nobody's home, regardless of the condition of it. It, it don't intimidate him. I'm going to go further than that. Nobody's heart and the condition of that heart doesn't intimidate this God. If you'll just open up and have an encounter with him and let him start working. And let him start working. And let him start working. He's working when nobody else is working. He works in the nighttime. He works in the dreams. He works, hallelujah. And that's not all. Hallelujah. The mind, the mind, the battle where it's at today. The spiritual condition and the mess we're in. Hallelujah. is because of minds. Hallelujah. The state of the minds. If we've ever needed anything, God give us the mind of Christ. Spirit of a sound mind. We stand in this house tonight. Doesn't really matter how messed up they were. They didn't, they didn't stop him to be on a mission to have an encounter with him. That's a loving God. I still believe that's one of the reasons he had to send all the disciples into the town to McDonald's to get that hamburger. Because <laughs> he couldn't have them there staring, looking. Because everybody knew her. 
Everybody knew her reputation. Everybody done pretty well marked her off. Come on, there's been times we've done it. They walk into your presence all buggy-eyed. Strung out or so messed up, you know when they're strung out or when they're not. But if we can just get them in an encounter with Jesus, praise God. If we can just get them in the presence of Jesus, if we can just somehow, like those those gentlemen said, show me Jesus. It's somehow we can just show them Jesus. Jesus is your helper. Jesus is your deliverer. Jesus is your way maker. It's not a time to give up. It's not a time, amen. I could carry you to times that the scripture were that Jesus would sit down and he'd eat with the tax collectors and sinners. Go eat with them. Man, those Pharisees and hey, they they what's what's your Lord doing eating with that bunch of sinners? In fact, there was a Levi that invited him over and he went in to eat with him, and here comes one that slips in the door and never probably even looks up. Probably comes in and on her hands and knees slips over to the man called Jesus. Takes that with tears and begin to wash his feet and wipe them dry with her hair. And breaks that alabaster box and pours out the perfume. And there's one sitting over on the other side of the table over there. Reasoning and thinking within himself. Said if he was the Messiah, if he's the prophet, says he, he'd know it. He wouldn't let her. He wouldn't let her touch him. It's in your Bible now. It's in your Bible. You see, this Jesus can be touched by people. <laughs> and whenever they touch, it changes. It's all about when we begin to seek Him out. I mentioned the deal about missionary sister Nona Freeman about how that whenever there was a time she needed to go a place and she didn't have a way and God would just you know this is the same lady and I believe this might have been after the passing of her husband and she went to a certain village at this village they had a certain tent that was out kind of by the river. And this, this is the tent that they would allow. I don't know necessarily their guests or whoever. But, but in that tent they would, they would allow their, their who came to sleep in that tent. And in the nighttime, there would be a crocodile that would come up out of that river and slide up into that tent.
And sure enough, I don't know if she knew that. Maybe she did. But she felt that thing as it came up and slid up beside her. I don't know how long it stayed. But in a little while, that thing just slithered back away. And so when they saw her come up out of that tent that next morning, they knew this wasn't just any ordinary lady. She done had an encounter with a God. It's kind of like the missionary, a man that faced the time whenever the witch doctor had to close a bed of coal of fires out there. Show his power, a man, and took. And he goes and he, he walks through them, those coals fires. So sure enough, said he looks at the missionary and says, your turn. And so that missionary goes through those coals, but watch him. He turns around. Back through them coals. And out the other side. He blowed their mind. One thing to be able to walk through it. But even the witch doctors couldn't go back through it. It was always just one trip through. One quick run through it. But the missionary turns around and just kicks them coals of fire. I served the same God. Bendale, Mississippi. I believe in the same God. In Bendale, Mississippi. Couldn't help but think this afternoon as we prayed for Jaylee this morning, the crick in her neck. I said, Lord, you know, that would be just plumb amazing if you just reached down and touched that little girl. And at the same time you touch her, you touch her grandmother. Because her grandmother's having neck problems. Breaking. Bones deteriorating and it's broken. She done got, had one broke now, possibly another one. Can't really. Why do you think that way? Because I believe in a God that can do it. That's why. I believe God, man, could it be that times like this is, is, is opportunities. If we're not careful, we miss it. We just miss it. And the whole time, God just setting this thing up for a miracle. Setting us up for another encounter of his visitation and of his power and his glory. Tonight, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you could. You could leave this place with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> You'll just sell out. For it's a promise unto you and to your children and to them that are far off. It's a promise from God. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you want it, you can have it. But if you don't. As they get ready to sing. You got a song? I don't know why, I just felt impressed singing. Got a promise coming down that dusty road. We got some promises, folks. It's been some dusty roads, some trials and battles. But we got some promises coming down that dusty road. Because <laughs> you see, one of them I was going to mention tonight was Jairus. Who had a daughter that was vexed with the devil and to the point of death and 
One of them talks about it already died. And the messenger comes and tells him, don't bother the master. Now, he's on this journey. Watch him now. He, he seeks out Jesus. He, he, he purposely goes to Jesus and, and asks him to go, to go to him to his house. And on his way to his house, somebody else seeks out Jesus. The lady with the issue of blood. But when Jesus is involved, time really doesn't matter. He controls time. So it don't matter. But I'm, I'm sure it's being a dad and, and being, you know, I, I would probably, be, you know, probably be thinking, come on, Jesus, man. I don't know now. I'm not, I know we're pushing it. I'm... And then all of a sudden the messenger comes up and tells him, hey, don't bother the master, the daughter. But thank God, amen, Jairus wasn't the only one that heard it. But Jesus heard it. And he looks at him and said, if you can only believe. And sure enough, he makes his way. You know the story. She's fixing to sing the song. What about it tonight, church? Why don't you just come down, join us? There's some promises, amen, he wants to, he wants to give you. Promise of the Holy Ghost. Promise of healing. Promise of miracles. Promise, amen, hallelujah, that covers a multitude of things. As we're faithful to Him and commit ourselves unto Him. Because we've had an encounter. Amen. I believe God wants to have an encounter with Bendale, Mississippi. Like we've never seen, folks. I really believe that tonight. Hallelujah. That we can see some things that we'd love to see. By the hand of the Lord. God bless you as they sing. A hand of fear. In the crowd that day at Jairus' home When the doctor shook his head and said she's gone You could feel the mother's heartbreak You could hear them crying moan For that little girl was only 12 years old Somewhere in the distance Outlined against the sun Came a man with a mission from the throne. They said somebody's coming, but what they did not know, it was a promise coming down there to the
just wonder how many promises is lined up on that road even here tonight. But you and I have got to stay on the road to tame them. It's not a time to grow weary in well-doing. It's a time to hold on like never before. And God's going to work it all out. Lord bless you. You may be seated tonight. Thank you for your response. Appreciate our singers and instrument players and each one of you in this house tonight and your faithfulness. Man, of giving yourself in prayer and giving yourself in fasting and giving yourself in whatever measure it is for the work of the Lord and for the kingdom of God. We thank you. We thank you as a family. And uh, let me make this announcement. Please hear this. Next Sunday, Easter Sunday, we're going to have one service. One service. Okay. Sunday morning service, it seemed to work so well last year. I think it's the best thing to do. We're focused on the one. It keeps us from just, uh, we come here and we're not, we're not careful. We just run through that one and, and run to get back and all this other. And uh, that it just, yeah, well, I'm just telling you what I feel. And so next Sunday, we're going to have the Sunday morning service. And then you'll have the time to do, get with your family, do whatever. So we won't have to come rushed. We don't have to come, amen. We're going to come, take our time, have a good time, amen. And uh, the resurrecting power of the Lord have its way among us. So let's pray about this service. Let's pray for the guests that are coming, that they would feel the hand of the Lord. They'd feel that resurrecting power. They would be, be stirred. They'd be stirred about experiencing it for themselves, amen. Hallelujah. Some don't come that often, but this is one of the services they come. And so our prayers could make a difference of the outcome. Of this, this, the time they come this Easter Sunday. Amen. That it would change them forever. Amen. Have an encounter with the resurrecting power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? All right. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Any birthdays? No birthdays. Okay. Nobody's telling on nobody. All right. Anniversaries, anniversaries. But Brother Buddy and Sister Joyce, okay. They told on y'all. <laughs> All right, well, let's sing happy anniversary, Brother Buddy and Sister Joyce, tonight. <clears throat> Give them a good hand tonight. Lord bless them. Let me make a few announcements before you dismiss tonight. Let's don't forget about the wedding of Brianna and Brother Josh. Let's don't forget about that. It's Friday, April the 9th. Uh, if you haven't got the address or whatever, I'd encourage you to come take a picture of this. So you'll have it. It's where it's going to be. It's not going to be here at the church. Amen. It's going to be at the vineyard of at Anderson's Oaks. And it's 171 B. Howe Road in Loosedale. So if you plan on to be a part of that, please make note of that. Don't forget, next 
couple of weeks, not this coming Wednesday, possibly the next one. We're going to take a special offering for Tupelo Mansion. Amen. To help them out with some buildings. Don't forget about the door hangers, the fundraiser. Amen. Uh, some of the youth and all is wanting to do this to help raise some money. They want to get those mics that you actually put on. So when they put on some of the plays and all, they work a little better. Okay? Just things they would like to do. All right? Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Any announcements? Any gripes? Let's, let's pray for her. My, my. Okay. Sister Deanna did come and stood in for her. And so we, we had prayer for her, but let's keep her in our prayers and let's keep our community. Uh, we got a, a lot of the elderly people. And uh, not only that, but just a lot of things going on. And uh, they need our prayers, our prayers to cover them. Our prayers can make all the difference in the world. So let's keep these in mind, uh, especially this week. Keep those, got several that's going to be on the road to traveling a lot of miles, some tomorrow, and then some toward the end of the week. And so let's keep all of them in prayer too, okay? Love you, appreciate you. Anything else? All right, God bless you.